Welcome to the Outsider Podcast by Bleed TV. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. Yeah, I'm Cash. And tonight is episode seven, this, that, and so on. I mean, sorry. And, <laughs> in uh, the pines, <laughs> in the pines, which I was looking at uh, IMDb, early reviews. Do y'all want to take a guess? I'm going to say they're low. Yeah, I'm going to not have a probably unpopular opinion and say that this extremely good episode of television was, was my weakest of all was my least favorite. <laughs> yeah, same uh, completely understandable. <laughs> I'm uh, right there in the same boat. IMDb against us. Now it was early. Uh, 9.8. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Yeah. That is lame because this was uh, borderline filler episode. Borderline? borderline it was. It, it was is pure filler. The episode literally was left with a climax last week. We didn't even get to the climax until 10 minutes into the episode and other than three three gunshots at a car, that was the excitement of the episode. Yeah, it was a kind of a it was kind of a whimper. Again, now the episode was phenomenal in the standard of HBO and continuing a story and giving us details and depth. But of all seven episodes, by far the weakest one. Well, the thing is, is we we always like about we like new clues. Mm-hmm. We like new steps forward, or even like things that like take us back yeah. and like oh. That changes everything. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, it was like, okay, that's why we had this scene back then and right. everything. It's but clicking. This we was a very little of that. This was almost like a stale spot. You know what I'm saying? Where it was like, it didn't move much. No, I mean, Gloria's first phone call with Howie, we're sitting there after he hangs up. Why do we make that phone call? What, yeah, I mean, was it just to say that we're running out of money or was it, you know, food in the cupboard? I don't know. It, it seemed like it was meant, just like we said, purely to say it's been 21 days. Or a three weeks analogy to give us a time frame. They gave it. They gave us a time frame, and I think there's something weird about how we're saying somebody stole my chew toy. Yeah, I mean, which is weird. Yeah, I mean, I it's like I'm upset, and you know, I'm <laughs> sorry for being a little snarky. But I understand though, everybody was in his office recently, and True. now something's missing from his office. I don't think anything was missing. Uh, well, he was looking for something. He's hunting through his drawers. That's what he said. He said somebody took my chew toy. Yeah. What is chew toy? I have no idea. I don't know. See, I mean, I just from what, it a pencil uh, or whatever. Cigarettes or something? I don't know. I don't know. But to go back to your no. original thought, you know, um, like I said, this episode didn't bring anything new to the table other than confirmation that Jack is similar to another person that is the Dayton, Ohio situation. And basically from Holly's perspective, you know, that's her confirmation and we're everybody still, not everybody, but the key players are still struggling with grasping the potential of something that's not in their normal reality. True. That's what this episode was. Yeah. And, and they took a lot of time, a ton of time just showing Holly somewhat freaking out driving Jack around. Yeah. Now, Apparently two hours in the wrong direction somehow without the creature. That, that's, what, that's what they could have named the episode to me. The two creature. hours in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. Actually, it was 51 well minutes in the wrong yeah. direction. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. It, it's, it's hard for me because I'm sitting there going, man, this is really good television. Yeah. But this is also just pure of film. seven episodes. This is by far the weakest one to me. Yes. Just on an enjoyment factor and a... Progression factor. Yes. Well, especially since it felt like we had been at a fast pace the last two or three episodes. Well, that just had big reveals every episode. This one did not. There was was nothing that you can go, I bet you this is the first thing we're going to talk about in this episode. If I I pose that question, we probably all three have something different. No, I think it'll all be the camera angles again. 
Like, yeah. Well, I mean, well, once, about once, story once, subject line. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, once again, the cinematography is amazing. Oh, yeah. I love the juxtaposition of the beetle who can't get off his back with Jack, yep. who lays down in the middle of the oh, woods. Yeah. You Great know. symbolism. Yeah. Um, like I said, the, the it's not like door, it's not phenomenal television. The, the triple door frame, me and Jake... Jake are just sitting there like, who, who A, who has this in their house? Yeah. B, <laughs> who can see three rooms from yeah. one spot in the rest? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and, we got an awesome email about that. You know, I was talking about like one and a half floors, and they were called <laughs> a split level house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got that. Yeah. By the way, again, phenomenal emails. Oh, my God. I think we had over 100 emails this past week from everybody talking about everything on this episode. Dude, I, I mean, like, it's through, the, it's through the roof, man. And by the way, if you didn't catch the pun at the beginning of the episode, Not this, that, and so on, da, 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 we were let me know that I evidently say that way too damn much, and uh, Thank you for calling I'm going to fix that. <laughs> Huge shout out to this reviewer. <laughs> yeah, um, for calling it like it is. We, we appreciate well, I it. I call it a Zachism. Yes. Instead of saying, <laughs> um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll usually yeah. throw there something like that out there. Yeah, but. This is Zach's filler. <laughs> no ums, and he just fills the space. Um. It's fantastic. With this, that, and so on. Cash and I <laughs> had an extreme laugh at this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I want to really thank this reviewer. And now, we do read all these things. Yeah, and, absolutely. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, 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 it's fun to throw them out in the pot and let y'all know that, hey, we appreciate every bit of this. Oh, oh there's I, no doubt. And I, mean, I appreciate him talking shit and giving the five stars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Most importantly, it's like you my still brother gave us the five stars. gets called from hell, and we get five stars. So yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's the best day ever. But hey, you know, that's all right, though, because you know what? It put us in the top 10 for TV reviews and put us in the top 50 overall on iTunes. You know, so that's just testament to you guys giving us great reviews, emails, and comments, and we really appreciate it. And please continue if you haven't done it yet so far. So, All right, yeah. back to the episode. Yeah, please. Um, but it, but what, are, what are we going to talk about, though? Can we talk a little bit about some of the jokes and then just the most <laughs> marriage <laughs> argument that we had like, oh, right yeah. there in the beginning? The chair being gone and being put in the backyard. <laughs> Couldn't be laughing yeah. harder at that. Every time. Uh, oh, I guess we're just going to invite all our single friends over. For <laughs> the class. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, any married human being has had this exact form of argument. Oh, I'm just sitting there looking at it. I was like, is this the most uh, marriage argument you could have? Uh, like, yeah. It's called the argument where somebody acts like a jackass that so you get this, the roll eyes and somebody leaves. That's, that, yeah. that, that's how it rolls. <laughs> somebody makes a decision. The other one doesn't agree with it. You make a jackass comment. The other person leaves. I mean, just been there, done that a hundred times. Great writing, you know. I mean, they're able to just throw like real life right there in the show, and you're like, okay, I feel this. No, no, this is a writer who has experienced this as many times as Jake and I have. (laughs) (laughs) It's like this is my way to let my life know right here. Flashbacks when I had (laughs) got a little twitchy for a minute there. I mean, like we got that. We got uh, oh Jack's joke. Oh man, I couldn't stop laughing. How many shrinks did it take to change a light bulb? One, it's just really got to want to change. I, yeah. I, I'm just dead. Like sitting there laughing at everything. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is here is that, you know, the placement of the joke, considering the tension of the car, doesn't quite make sense, but the humor that comes from it. But doesn't it make sense after, though? Yeah. After you're just like, oh, that was yeah. well placed. Yeah. Rightly yeah. done. So, like. <laughs> but, I, but I love what they're doing with Jack in the fact that he's so, he's, I, he's not a bad guy. No. no, he's just a guy who's a product of evidently a rough upbringing. Uh, he's, just a, he's just an asshole. What they talked about with the shrink, with Ralph and the shrink. Mm-hmm. It's like, Do you, you know, believe- brain chemistry, bad parenting, all this stuff. You know what I mean? Good old biopsychosocial. You know right. I mean? So, but I, but I, I got Pick to think. Oh, yeah. 
Good cash. Yeah. Hey, you know, I went to college at one point in time. Here's your biscuit cash. <laughs> I mean, we got uh, Mr. Juxtaposition over there. Yeah. But I, but, but I like the fact that now that we kind of hit on the fact they talk about Terry, mm-hmm. the guy before, and we saw how he made the bed and stuff, clearly military style, and, how, and, and she was saying that they prey on people with, like, baggage, damage. Yeah, pain. Uh, and pain, I'm like, maybe this guy's got PTSD from the war or something or being overseas. Wow, that's a, that's a good reach. And I was like, oh, well, that's a perfect person to pick. Someone just pain. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's probably isolated themselves. Just, you know, maybe alcoholic and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And just turned to somewhat form of antisocial. I mean, yeah. And Jack fits the bill on that as well. You know exactly. What I mean? So it's like, you may see a little bit of comparison, I think, is that fits well, you know, no. with somebody struggling with PTSD and then somebody struggling with horrific upbringing. Same thing, just a different kind of PTSD. Yeah, I mean, even he admits it in this episode, you know, my mom to start with. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he wasted no time jumping right into that and everything. Yeah, definitely gives a good lead in with that. I agree with that. Um, you know, one of the things that stuck out to this episode that I, I want to talk about for sure is... And, I'm kind of indifferent, so I'm very curious about your opinion. Is when they go to check out Jack's place, mm-hmm. they walk in, they see the blood, this, that, or so on. You heard it right there. There it is. There it is. Number one. <laughs> um, and they're walking around. They see all this. They're, did y'all feel like like their reaction wasn't, you know, like to me, when if you walk in a room and saw that much blood, mm-hmm. I mean, and things in that much disarray, did it not feel like we should do a little bit higher level of urgency? Because, I mean, all it was was Ralph getting on the phone saying, you know, he, we're going to try to maybe treat it like he's armed and dangerous, you know, maybe all points, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, Not to me, only because they are not – and Cash says it, a little breaking and entering. They're not supposed to be opening this door. You know, they walk in. They don't disturb anything. You see, they barely even go into the house that much. Yeah, it's not like you can put it out a bolo on. It's illegally. like they kind of walk in a little bit. He makes a single phone call to a certain person, which I'm assuming is going to be the, the GBI. The GBI, agent. yep. Um, and so it's like, all right, we'll assume he's armed and dangerous. It's like they don't want to raise the spook level. You understand what I'm saying? I got you. And then I got Alec you. immediately calls Howie, we'll and it's just like they keep it contained. Right. They want to be discreet, even though they found something that's yeah. and And not jump to conclusions. And no. Alec was a little bit more concerned when he's on the phone with Howie and everything. He's like, oh, maybe you come over here and see all this blood and you decide. <laughs> right. right. But I like the difference between the two. Yes. And you see it when they're riding in the car together. You see the difference between the two. Oh, yeah. The dynamic's completely you're different. You're starting to see the difference. They, 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 they do it constantly. People that are willing to believe and people that aren't. You know what I mean? It's well, like it's they, a person who has an open mind versus somebody who's closed or you know maybe on the verge or so on. This is also another example where we have a one-on-one conversation with Ralph with another character, mm-hmm. and this is with Alec, the you know I guess mm-hmm. the PI or the guy who works for Golden, and uh, and we have the story about him being lost in the woods. Um, and I love how he plays up the fact that he's a tough kid. I mean, I would have done that in the same exact situation. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not I, a, you know, I wasn't a pussy, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was pretty scared shirtless. I didn't get yeah. this fucking mustache <laughs> being a little bitch. This porn stash is legit. <laughs> is his mustache, like, off-centered? Like, it looks like the left side's, like, heavy, like thicker. Just, nah, man. That's it really when he, when he leans a certain way, okay. it matches up right. Just mm-hmm. saying. Mustaches don't grow on these weak asses. <laughs> not that uh, bristle brush. Uh, He's rocking. I was a tough kid, all right? Uh, uh, <laughs> I had to stash then 
too, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to be a certain kind of man to rock a certain kind of stash. Yeah. Right? So, and not care it's, about anybody's says. It's, it's bold. <laughs> and, and you've got to be in the show because you know what they say about those mustaches. Good old Chester the Molester out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, Alec, I'm not saying that he's the next one. but Just saying you're putting yourself in the crosshairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no doubt. But, I mean, like, we do have those one-on-one conversations. And then even Jack, you know, you kind of had the morphine where he's like, I didn't believe in any of this. You know, I didn't know there was a higher power and stuff. But now I do. I don't know what it is. And it's much worse. Well, you're just saying he never would have believed in anything. Yeah. Had this situation never arise. Right. I don't even think he even cares necessarily whether it's God or the devil or anything like that. He just believes there's something yeah. evil out there that's doing this to him. Um, I love him sitting there questioning and everything, but I think that's what's going to lead us to Ralph eventually accepting. But it's the fact that we just have to go through another episode of Ralph having to see if he's going to understand or if it's going to be the penultimate episode. Ralph is going to have to be hit over the head with it. Ralph him. is going to have to see it or experience it it's before gonna be we Claude. come to that conclusion. He's going to see Claude. He's going to see both Claude. Both yeah. Claudes. You know. Um, Which, I mean, that's just a shame. Like I mean, we should have just already gotten this out there. Yeah, and I... Remember, we, I think I, I asked y'all about this a few episodes ago about whether or not the the pictures look like him in a way. Remember, I said the goatee yep. kind of matches the drawing and stuff like that. Now, I'm not saying it looks exactly like him, um, but I like how Holly got so pissed about it. Like, why would you not bring this up? You mm-hmm. know, he was scratched, all that stuff. I thought that was a kind of a strong scene. A little weird how much ye- Holly was yelling, but. Yeah, her uh, her tone level was excessive I mean, know, in comparison someone, to what she normally does. Let's put it but that I mean, way. for somebody who believes so heavily into this and knows that the timeline is right there to where it's supposed to be attacking again. That. That's what I was going to say. She has the sense of urgency. Yes. Because she knows we're three weeks. We're at least 21 days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we know that. I don't know if she knows because she, one of the things she was yelling is, when did it happen? And so, she knows when the Terry Maitland thing Well, she doesn't happened. know when the scratch of uh, Sleazy Strip Club owner Yeah, but is. there's 21 days between murders. 21 yeah. to 24 days between murders. Okay, I see what so you're saying. So she knows that another one is about to happen. Yeah, it's imminent. There's yeah. no doubt. There's no doubt. And so, and like, I still don't really feel like she sees Ralph as a police officer for whatever weird reason. I know he's laid off and everything right now or suspended. But and so like, I feel like she's going to be one of the more aggressive characters with him than anybody else. Yeah, I, think, oh, I mean, I would agree with that totally. Uh, you know, but she's fighting the battle that the only people who believe her is Ralph's wife and the GBI guy is open minded. Well, I mean, and, that's and his, Jack was kind of her ally until he wasn't. Yeah. You well, know? well, like you said. Well, and it was I, interesting that you bring that up. I'm sorry for talking no, over you right there. But the fact that when she was breaking it down, like, you know, at first I saw him as an ally and then I saw him as this and then I believed he was about to kill me. Yeah. I so, like that she thought he was going to just serve her up as food at first. Yes. That's a new wrinkle. I mean, like, now she's... That was a and, conclusion that wasn't ever conveyed. No, and we've talked about it a little bit, and we even had email or, or uh, listeners email us and telling us that's why he was hunting, is when he's not getting food, he'll go off to the deer or the boar or something like that. Right. And I, I don't think she even necessarily had that conclusion until... You know, she asked him about what's he made you do, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, feed him, yeah. shop, shop for him, spy. and spy for him. You know, as soon as he said shop for him, all I could think about was him smashing that lip. <laughs> Does it not match your decor? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm still, I'm still going to be extremely curious. You know, 
I'm very curious what this thing looks like or whatever, like how it eats and bites yeah. and stuff. It's like, okay, you eat and bite and things like that, but why do you do like the other sadistic shit to the kids? Well, that, yeah, that's the to me that's the Stephen King thing of you know shock value type? shock value I mean like if it feeds on kids like if we were talking about show only literally show only you know what I mean we're talking about it eats the kids that's what's referenced like that but why is there sodomy in the mix why is there a tree branch why is there why was you know things like I mean not to use book comparison but even the book there was there was an ejaculation on scene with all this as well you know so i mean like he goes above and beyond on what would be shock value the only thing is if this thing feeds on grief Mm -hmm. and hangs around because it wants all of it it wants the victims families it wants the accused families and stuff like that it's like you make the most shocking heinous crime possible Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's not you know you're pinning it on somebody else it's like you know what i mean so it's like Make it as nasty as you can so you get the most grief oh, and yeah. the most... Of course, bang you know, for your buck. Yeah. So, you know, I, I could kind of see where it comes from. I mean, obviously, King is you know, he's known to reach into the shock. <laughs> Blur the lines a little bit. Yeah. Think about um, uh, it, Orgy. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. this kind of reminds me of it. You know, I was talking to one of our listeners, Kelly, and we are saying how it kind of reminds us a little Pennywise. In that sense, and everything shape shifting, never really know. Then yeah, like, but with it, all he really did was the clown eat and kill kids and stuff like that, and then you know bring them into the deadlights or whatever like yeah. that. So it's like it's not. Well, I mean, but it only had a certain window and everything that he could do. So it does you know it, it goes into hibernation mm-hmm. and creates a, a length of kills and then does one big kill at the end. You know, to basically sustain to, it during hibernation. Sustain during hibernation. So, so yes, I, I can see the comparisons. Um, and then, I mean, but it just kind of takes a form of pure evil, and like that's what I'm thinking that this is going to end up being in a way. But I, but I look at this one though as a little different because it's it's like it, it needs it, it feeds on it, yeah. it likes oh, grief. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's yeah. just like that was the comparison that it best came up to for us and everything because we're still trying to figure out what it is. You know, when you're I, trying to have a conversation with somebody, it's like... I don't think it's going to be too incredibly close to Pennywise, only because Stephen King knows, yes. hey, this can't be too much like Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, really. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I hope it doesn't. No, I agree. I hope it I hope it doesn't either. Um, but obviously we'll get there. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Really. Big maybe. Um, when Ralph... Just get back to the story. When Ralph goes to the shrink, the whole time I was like, he can't tell him or he'll lose his job. You can't tell the shrink. I'm starting to believe that something supernatural is the reason that Terry Maitland's innocent and this whole murder investigation is on its head, this, that, or so on. Just because the Number shrink will never believe him? And well, No, I think if the shrink hears him say that he starts believing sutron, uh, what do you call it? Supernatural. Supernatural stuff and different things of that nature, he's going to Assume he's crazy give him a bad evaluation where he can't go back on the force. Well, it's, it's crazy that because Ralph says something, he's like, it's too much for me to handle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's a tough thing to say to the shrink that's going to decide whether or not you get to be a cop still. Whether or not you can handle this job. It's just yeah. like, uh, uh, <clears throat> but it's, but then he feels like, uh, I feel like almost like they could have written it in like, Oh, I better elaborate a little bit. Yeah. I don't want him to think that I can't handle the job. It, what he was trying to say is I can't handle, you know, believing something that's irrational. 
you know. I mean, it's a tough one because as soon as you start going down that path, it's like, oh, how, how do I get out of this without absolutely losing but, my job or anything like that? But that's also what I loved about the story that Alec tells about being the lost in the woods by yourself at night. Mm-hmm. There's not a more, I, I, I can't imagine a more terrifying like thing to happen to you. Well, well, just being in isolation. And then what your mind does to you. Yeah. Your well, mind messes with you insanely. And that's why he said you imagined it. He's like, no. It's the first thing because we've all been stuck in the woods at night. You know, even if you just go camping and you got to go pee or something, it's like you can't get that pee out fast no. enough and to run <laughs> well, back to And, and then you hear a twig snap behind you and everything or the well, wind a, rustling. A squirrel will make you think <laughs> that a monster Jason is Jason with a, you know, a hatchet's coming at you. You know, um, I get it. But I got like like chills when he was talking about like something called my name twice. Oh yeah, you know, and it, it it's like man, oh, especially like if you got stories that. behind that and everything, because like, or I'm pretty sure you scared your brother and everything going in the woods. Like, hey, don't go over there. You know, there's the boogeyman lives over there, or the person who's lived in that house for fifteen years and everything. Yeah, and it's abandoned. It's just like, oh man. Oh, I think I heard something. Yeah, yeah, local legends and all yeah. that, all that kind of stuff like that. But I just like, I, I love even that people that won't even people that you know have been scared by themselves mm-hmm. before. So, and I even do it with my kids. It's like, what are you scared of? Just go in there. What do you think is in there? <laughs> it's like, why do I got to come turn the light on in the room for you to go to the bathroom? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But it's like, well, I'm not going. Yeah, oh, yeah. lights off in there. Well, I'm making like, sure you well, get eaten. Like, my house, it's you go upstairs. Uh, nobody, uh, I'm not going up there by myself. By myself, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like you were just up there, literally. You turn the lights off on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's our constant battle at the house. It's like you got to constantly turn the lights off because yep. they flip on the hall light, the bedroom light, the bathroom light, okay, the closet light. And then when they exit those rooms, of course they leave them all on, <laughs> you know, because they can't turn off the lights behind them because this gets a little too scary. Yeah, That's right. You know. <laughs> Things things are pounding down on them. Um, what else they turn on is the electric bill. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking they should start taking a share of it. Out of their allowances. But I, I don't know. I love that stuff, man. I love that even that little simple terror that mm-hmm. people get. You know, and just little things like that. And I think it fits so perfectly with what we're dealing with in the show. Oh, there's stuff. no doubt because I mean, so far this is like the third or fourth character that tells you something related to their past. It gives you the, or the open mind to accept what's moving forward. Mm-hmm. We just haven't had the story from Ralph yet for him to say, okay, th- this is making me think differently. Or we probably won't, and he's the one who has to wait the longest to figure it out. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get anything from Ralph. Okay, but I think, in a way, Ralph is just as scared. He's scared that something will happen that will break his mentality. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's a tough one, too. I mean, you, like you said, I'm going to go do you know, cop shit, you know, like... Evidence, facts, and all that illegally stuff. breaking to people's apartments, right. you know. <laughs> but but something and cars. And if, if something happens Very in front of his face that clearly shows that there's something else out there like that, that could break him. Yeah, you know. Then and maybe he can't handle the job anymore because nothing, nothing is, is is certain anymore. You know. Well, I mean, like if he finds a way to solve this case with all of the hard evidence that they have, that's going to break him. You know, I mean, I think you're right. Part of him doesn't want to solve this case. Yeah, it's just a different kind of fear. You have to understand, though, guys. In my mind, you can't solve this case. You can only try to end the evil so it doesn't happen to someone else. 
Because there is not going to be an exoneration for Terry Maitland. No. There's not going to be the life ever, you know, happy ending for his wife and children. This there, almost said it again right there. I'm trying to catch myself. There's not going to be that because how do you expose to it? Your, your general mass is not going to believe that. Your, your DA is not going to accept this. You're not going to be able to say, look, I've got this creature. You know, and it it looks like this guy did this. It's not going to go that route. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, you know, you have to have honest expectations of where this show, you know, is possibly going to go for it to match the level of quality that it's given us so far. Yeah. Um, and and just to say, not all Stephen King books have happy endings. Not even no. remotely. Yeah, no. I was about to say, most of them don't have happy endings. So it's like, people aren't going to come out of this rosy you know fully you know no. clean on it so it's yeah. like i agree with you she, she's willing to sue now <laughs> to all of them yeah it's almost gonna be to the point now where it's like she's trying to sue to have money and say you can't run me off Correct. i think so she wants a few money to just be like but she's know. gonna get that light bulb too she's gonna get that thing where it's like i'm doing this at my own pride my girls don't deserve this. You know what I'm saying? And that's what Howie was trying to tell her before he hung up the, or before she hung up the phone. Yeah. But yeah, she, she was trying to say part. like, you realize you start this, you know, and she cuts him off. I, I have just, whatever. I have a feeling at the end of this, maybe she does get a settlement or something like that. I think it's going to enter in the settlement and, and then vamps. move in. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they go overseas. You know what I mean? Something just leave totally. But some, I mean, nobody's going to come out of this. Nobody's going like to come out clean on this. Nobody will be clean. That follows her there because they'll finally get the grief. Because like right now, she's still in a power mode to where she's not grieving or anything. She's still just so angry yeah, and gung-ho about it that maybe season two is following, like you said, if they go somewhere else. And then you finally start getting the grieving. I don't know. I would just have a strange feeling that if there's another season of this, it's not going to be around the same characters, same people. And I'm okay with I that. I agree with that. I think we've got a cool thing with Jack. He was like... Is this it, or are there more of them? You know, which could it's fair. which could be saying, yeah, there could be more of these things, different country, different states, whatever. You know, what I mean, right. they're around. Like how old and all that stuff? Yeah, is it centuries old? Is it, was it before the Big Bang? Was it all this crap? You know what I mean? So, man, as soon as he started spouting that, I was like, man, how old could something like this be? Could it be jumping from planet to planet or something like that? I mean, it's got a good camouflage. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, two or three more things in the episode, real quick. Number one. I think we all agreed, and I think most viewers would agree, is that when she went back to real estate and was showing this house around, <laughs> oh, man. I knew this was a recipe for disaster. Um, you know, a great job by the actors of just staring at her with this look of, holy crap, that's really her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's like, I'll tell you what, you signed a contract on this piece of shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you pull your cameras out, spin my head to 360 and spin Greek. <laughs> I was, like a moly out. I her. was yeah. dying, man. <laughs> They might compress charges for emotional distress. <laughs> <laughs> that's even like, funnier, you know. Like, yeah, that's pretty that's, much how I saw oh. this going. If you compress charges for getting angry like that, I'm just like, what is this world coming to? Uh, just stay inside, softage. lock your doors. Soft. I may have said some things I didn't mean after we saw that scene. All but. I'm saying is everyone should have to spend at least three hours on Xbox Live chat. And then maybe you can start suing for a bunch yeah. of distress. You got to start reading YouTube comments, yeah. and then we'll see if you can survive. Get attacked by world. a bunch of seven-year-olds, and then see how it goes. Oh, yeah. yeah, get cussed and attacked. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Next thing. What was Jack waiting for 
by sitting there in the grass. After he does hitchhiking, he's sitting there at his desk like he's waiting on something in front of this business. It looks like an auto repair or whatever. No, it's an empty building for lease. Um, why? Like, I mean, I know we don't show anything for any reason. Like, everything always has a reason for why it gets shown. I just think it's Jack waiting. I think it's just him contemplating, like, I just almost committed suicide. Am I going to be able to fight this thing or am I going to end up doing exactly what it wants? So it's going through life choices? Yeah. I got you. I don't know. I, mean, I think it's very possible. It can be. It can be Jack like saying, fuck it. He can just keep hurting me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hunt this thing down. You know, maybe he wants to do that. He's still in big trouble. Yeah. He I can't mean, just like make himself visible. Um, nope. Or we know this thing can drive. He may be literally waiting on the side of the road for this thing to come pick him up. No idea. Well, Jack has never physically seen it. No, I know. So I mean, like, but I he'll. I think he would know if he was next to it. But we don't know if this thing's ever picked up anybody besides a little kid. Agreed. But we True. know it stole the van from True Dayton. So it's like we know it can drive. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, because when I mean, we saw him as Terry driving the yeah. van and everything. Right. Would it be just crazy to see him pull up as the Claude already, and Claude pick him up? No, I mean... And Jack just think, oh, it's an old buddy. You know, it's picking me up. And it'd probably be the one person who'd be okay with it, considering that we've established on the show, he's on parole, he's been in trouble before. Yeah. They have interactions they've shown several times on the show. So it could very much be that kind of situation. Yeah. And if it doesn't hurt him, if he doesn't get pain shot through his neck to ride with him, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, well, I'm okay then. Right. So... Well, just like we were just about Claude, I mean, we show a scene of him quitting and he's supposedly going back to school, whatever. I mean, that's just a joke. Yeah. Well, this Harvard is just first this PhD. is just again <laughs> a visual of him leaving town and to set up the future, you know, doppelganger El Coco, whatever, to do his part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's even saying, I don't I just haven't been myself lately. Um, which means even the person that's getting changed being duplicated being duplicated starts to have feelings which i wonder if terry had which this. now i want to know if terry was having issues <laughs> yeah well terry went there and he was miserable and he was about his dad and his dad's situation so he was in pain and misery when he was in that hospital visiting his dad who's basically mentally gone yeah but that's something they, they said they always did yeah. correct that terry goes we leave the, the kids don't go see him terry goes and deals with that but he seemed happy and everything i mean he was doing the normal pancake breakfast and everything pancake he was coaching coaching i want yeah i wish we, we could have even seen some like and the him one, not feeling right yeah, yeah. No, like some form of depression or nothing not right or as he's coaching are you all there terry is everything yeah. okay you know something that, that gave you a little bit of effect yeah because i mean he was still smart combative you know in all the scenes that we saw him in. So, I mean, that's a great point to bring up, but I don't know if that's consistently been there. Granted, you know, we only had half an episode with Terry, really, before anything happened to him, so. But, but I also feel it's, it's, it is strange because Claude's quitting, mm-hmm. okay? The, the murders are about to happen by two people in the same town. We don't know. Like you said, Claude could be leaving town. And so... Agreed. We know that Jack is not in town. Yes. It appears like he's out of town a little bit. 
So it's like, well, I think Claude leaving in the car and the preview shows Claude wearing a mask for some sort of a festival or whatever. We don't know where that is. Agreed. So it could be in the town over. It could be. Do we know what month away. it is? Um, no. Okay. But I, I don't know. I, all, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. The murder happened on March 6th, three weeks later. So we're at end of March. Yeah, almost April. Okay, I can't really think of any festivals or anything going on. Spring Fest. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Mud Fest, all right? Yeah. yeah. No, uh, but, but if we want to talk about the preview a little bit, I feel like this episode shows a little bit that leads to that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, before we do that, I just want to say phenomenal writing throughout again. And we talked a little bit about the one-on-ones, but Yule's last thing to Ralph... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, our yeah. favorite line of the episode is like, "You, you need this to all make sense. You need to make something for you can live with it." Yeah, I need it to sort of goes it comes to an end, yeah. and then just a the cool walk away. <laughs> My God, like yeah, really. the oh, writers need, have fun. We just need a tumbleweed to go by. Oh know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that was a true like just like you knockout punch. Mm-hmm. I felt like. it was excellent. Last thing before we talk pre- preview, Holly's dream. I believe this dream was it getting into her mind. And showing her this is how close we were to killing you to make her afraid if she continues to pursue it. Do you feel that's the same or was she just having a bad dream because she came close to death? I feel like Holly has bad dreams. Um, yeah. Not just about this, but so you about don't think Coco got involved, involved in this at all? I mean, obviously it's possible, but it's not like she was shown a dream <laughs> where she's in her bed and something's in the house. She True was shown that. a replay that could have gone a different way. I mean, it might not have even been shown. I mean, that might have just been a nightmare that yeah. she had herself. That's why I, mean, I say I think, that. Yeah. All the other dreams we've seen, it's like in the house with them. You know, it's... Well, uh, we don't even know if they were actual dreams. Yeah. Right. You know, like, well, exactly. But talk, you know, or tea. <clears> she's we're going not... to know this one's a dream because she doesn't have a hole in her head. And Absolutely. <laughs> but everything we've seen is like... That was just a natural thing she lived. They, they feel like something there with them. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't know. I, I don't feel like it's the same. I feel like yeah. it's, I think it's just trauma. She has a nightmare about what well, almost acute happened. PTSD. Right I mean, there. you think you're riding in a car for two hours, knowing that Your you're either being dangerous. fed to something or you're going to get killed or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which again, shout out to uh, Kelly for letting me know that she had two keys, two sets of keys. I didn't notice that. I don't ever really remember getting two different sets of keys. Like I'll get two clickers put on the same key band whenever I rent a car, but never yeah. two different sets like that. I don't know. That's quick. How about the timing of her breaking the window and running out the door? Super smart. It, I mean, it's a super smart play. Just uh, having to, man, I hope he's right outside the door. But you the, could see, she no, she was standing silent. Yeah. You know, on top of the toilet seat. Waiting so she was for somebody. Waiting for his footsteps, I think is what she was doing. Well, yeah, I do believe it was gravel leading from there. And so, being from Mississippi, anybody knows, when you walk on gravel, it's impossible to be quiet. No, it's very loud. And so, it's loud. And so, I can imagine, since he's wearing boots, that it's even worse. And so, whenever he gets close up the door, feet. she was like, okay, he's there. Breaks not, the window. Not to mention, he's walking with a terrible limp. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, you know it's Probably him. dragging coming. a stump. Yeah. You know? So... To me, it was very plausible. It was witty. It was impressive. That was extremely well played. My Um, biggest gripe was that door would not be unlocked. Like any outside bathroom that I've ever been to, that that key is inside. Oh, especially not one that says customers only. Oh, oh yeah. 
But you know, that would have a, that would have a Barbie doll attached to a <laughs> giant key. <laughs> oh man, they always make it the worst. They or do, a huge, what looks like a tiny paddle attached exactly. to it. Exactly. Yeah. Return this mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a ladle. Where did you steal the safety cone from, dude? Yeah. Like, a ball and chain attached <laughs> to it. Yeah. No. Yeah. The only negative here is is Jack's aim with his pistol is actually pretty pretty bad. You couldn't even break a rear window on. The, Oh, he like a, only thing is, uh, he, he if was, I'm not mistaken, he was right-handed, and his right eyeball <laughs> is barely open. It's, it's I'm going to give him a pass. All I'm right. going to give him a definite pass. <laughs> so. All right, go back to the preview. And we see the festival. <laughs> we see a young boy is walking with what looks to be Claude in a mask. That's a, a wolf woman, mask. Yep. A woman is running going, where's my brother? Where's my brother? Um, you know, that's the distinctive stuff that I remember. They're definitely setting up the next attack. What would be the next attack? But other previews have shown us the wolf mask and evidence, you know, all this stuff. I mean, they've shown a lot of, Mm -hmm. and I have a feeling that they're showing us stuff. That's not what we think. So let me ask this question. Does another boy die? Because you just said the wolf mask is an evidence. Why would we have evidence bag unless we have another crime? I feel like not. I okay. feel like this crime... Like kidnapping and gets, gets away? Gets thwarted. All right. Um, we'll go with yes. I'm kind of feeling yeah. yes. I'm kind of feeling like we see this festival. And this is one of the things that makes um, Ralph convinced that this thing is real. Now the titty bar owner, Claude, has just gone and killed somebody because they'll get a print. They'll get something. And he'll and, be in our custody pretty much the entire time. Or something. And they're going to be like, "This is now I believe. Maybe this, this next murder is what is the linchpin of it. Okay, I have to believe. I agree with you. But I swear I remember in the preview them showing some of our characters like going into this festival. Did I never see that in one of the previews? No, I, I think we I see him think walking right. in. I think I want to I think that, like the last thing of the festival we see is Claude walking out with the little boy. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying I can easily see that whatever this Claude, you know, the creature getting away mm-hmm. but not being able to take the boy. You know what I'm saying? Like it has to run or whatever the you know yeah. has to abort. You know I don't know. Yeah, I mean you very easily could be what right. I'm just gonna look at this as like he, he's leaving as they're getting there, and then they can't find him before he's committed the crime. But he knows that Claude didn't do it because he has him in custody essentially. Yeah, not arrested or anything. But he's like, I know where he is. I know there's no way he could have done this. I've got to suspend my suspend yeah. my disbelief. Yeah. I don't think the story requires that we have another child murder or whatever like that. Might not. I don't think it hurts or helps. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's just going to be good, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't, it might just be something that creates a, a more dynamic element one way or the other. I don't, like you said, I don't think it really matters. Um, but I just have a feeling that, you know, if you want to keep the people on a, a unique track of something different, yeah. That's a good way to solidify, you know, Ralph yeah. coming to a conclusion. I mean, it might matter to get Terry off. You know, I mean, that could be a big thing. It was just like, look, this just happened. You know, this is more proof. My husband's the one that gave it to him. 
<clears throat> but the thing is, once again, I mean, once people court have of that, public opinion yeah. is not going to believe some nonsense, well, especially you know? down south and small towns and everything. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, once again, I don't want to speculate too much because what I feel like this episode did to me was the cliffhanger it left us with, mm-hmm. the preview it gave us. I think I got my expectations a little too high for this episode. Very possible. Because the episode, when we talk about it, and when I remember watching it, it's phenomenal work. We talk about the writing. It's excellent. Camera work. It was just a lot of filler. So, I'm not disappointed. I'm just saying this was the lowest part of it. So, I'm trying to like chill out on the previews a little bit because... You know, I think it was episode five. They were like, showed us the rest five. of the season. Yes. You know, so and they start showing us a lot of stuff, and it's like, oh man, what's coming? And then you know, last week's preview was a real kick in the balls because it it showed him flinging the door open with his gun in his hand. Yeah, turns out that was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, well played, HBO. Well played. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, there's one detail we didn't mention, okay. and I want to discuss when it's opinion based is. He comes in and says, if he was taking her to the barn, he was two hours away in the wrong direction. My conclusion to that is is that he was taking Holly to Okoko or or what? I think he was just taking it to a secluded place to kill her. That's all I think it was. I think he was just fighting it in his own way and trying to figure out a way out of the situation. It. Yeah. Seeing how much he could get out of her before he had to, you know. Because, I mean, he's talking to her like he was trying to cure it to see how much information she knew about it. And it's just like, do you know anything that can help me? And he goes, I even asked you, like, I was trying to get you to answer questions you just don't know. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, I think it was just like, <laughs> hey, maybe she knows something that will help cure this. Or so give he doesn't me hope. have to kill. Yeah. Or give me hope that it doesn't end in that situation. And, and you, know, you know it's got to crush him to know what happened to Terry. Yeah. You not, know, ter- it, not Terry. Uh, wasn't that his name? Terry? There weren't two Terrys, were there? What are you talking about? Hofstetter's side helper or whatever. Tracy? Tracy. Tracy, sorry. Yeah, I was sorry. Like, you know, to know what happened to Tracy, he's like, did it really get that bad where this guy wanted to... You know, suicide, suicide by, by cop, cop. You know what I mean? It's like, is that what's going to happen to me? Going to happen to me, and so like that. You know, he's fighting it. Yeah, I think that's what this was. Yeah, I just, just do. I, I agree with you. You know, I don't think he had a set destination in mind, except for maybe where he goes hunting or something like that. You know, maybe this was taking us to where he does his boar hunting or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he ended there. up in the woods. so yeah. that's not too far so, off. It wouldn't surprise me. And then the preview even shows that. He kills a fisherman, it looks like. Oh, yeah, it looks like he pulls To take his vehicle. Oh, that nice gets... little brain matter. Just yeah. To... Dude, yeah, the hat with a hole in it. Jeez. Which, his aim was just fine there. That's all. all right, well, so I can conclude that if he's willing to kill a random fisherman and take his vehicle, that we have definitely crossed over the bridge of no point of no return. Would you agree with that? I don't know what what I'd like to see is that Jack's not doing this for the creature. Like I said, what I'd like to see is that Jack is now like wants to hunt it himself and is just willing to take the pain or something. I don't know if he can, obviously, but I don't know. I, I don't think there's any way you could say he domed a fisherman for himself. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Well, he's already in deep shit. 
like big time attempted murder shit. Yeah, but this is murder, and Holly might not press charges. Agreed. <laughs> well, Holly understands that he's under the control of another per, you know, whatever this thing is. And so she'd be a little more sympathetic to the situation. Plus, we didn't see a scene where it says, well, he shot at me with a gun. You know yeah. what I mean? But then again, do I mean, I you think, need that scene? Who knows? Um, no, but I mean, it's like, I think he could get out of this with just losing his job. Now, that that's almost death penalty. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how he's going to justify it. Maybe he is just doing it for the creature now. You know, there's no telling. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out next I don't. Week. I don't see a happy ending for Jack. No. Hell to no. the no. <laughs> Jack's about to believe in hell and he's going to go but to it. But I just, I, whatever reason, I feel like Jack gets a... You think he has a redemptive moment? A redemptive moment. Somehow. Maybe it's maybe it's only to protect Holly in some form or fashion. And it you know, causes his own death at the end of it or whatever. But I'm just saying, I have this weird feeling that he has a moment. I think that's wishful thinking. I don't know. I I can feel that. I can feel that. Guys, what do y'all think? Uh, again, as always, man, y'all did such great with emails. Hit us up more. Let us know what your thoughts are on this. Uh, I did get a few emails and some messages that are trying to see if they can predict who might be even another person that gets scratched before the season's over. I uh, had some good good conversations with that. Um, as always, it's bleedtvpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter as bleedtvpodcast and Facebook. Uh, love to hear from you guys. Um, and as always, please keep up those really nice uh, five-star reviews on iTunes. It really, really helps us. Uh, guys, y'all have anything else y'all can think of? No, man. Nope. Uh, again, it was a great show. Uh, I know we keep talking about how it was the weakest of the seven, but when all seven are great TV, you know, it's not really a compliment. Uh, not really a downer, you know, it's still a compliment to the show. But I hope people don't come to this podcast just to hear Pat's on the back all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong know. podcast. Wrong podcast. Trust me, you look up some of the archives on some other shows and it's a barbecue. <laughs> it's a straight barbecue. But other than that, we're going to call tonight, guys, and uh, we'll be uh, seeing y'all, I guess, next week. And remember, we'll have the Westworld podcast up in the next week. Because uh, Westworld starts in a month. That's correct. Believe it or not, we are one month away from Westworld. That's right. Season three uh, coming up, and um, we're looking forward to it. So when that does pop, we'll let you guys know. We'll send some links out and do some things social media. So make sure you subscribe so you follow right along with us on the next show. But other than that, this is, uh, this is a wrap. This is Blue TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. See you all next week. <laughs>